0: What is up, wrestling fans? Welcome to episode 113 of Smack Talk from SmartGoutMoment.com. I am your host, as always, Tony Mango, and with me on the mic this evening, we have Mike Payton.
1: What's shaking, internet fans? I am super excited for WWE Network.
0: Sean Walker.
2: A best defense is a fence. <laughs> <laughs> Andrew White.
3: I was going to say something, but I can't top Sean, so hi. <laughs>
0: Our main event special feature for tonight's episode is going to be a Busted Open segment talking about the Royal Rumble Challenger situation, but we're also going to talk about the WWE Network. We're going to run down the weekly current events in the hot tags, and we're going to do what we always do first, the weekly wrestling trivia question, otherwise known as the Ask Him. Now, last week's question, to give you guys a little bit of an idea of where we're coming from, was who is the person who has won three Royal Rumbles in the past, which was Stone Cold Steve Austin, and then the question for you guys out there was name the four people that have won two different Royal Rumbles. Austin was one of them. The others were uh, Hulk Hogan, John Cena, and H. P. K. So who got it right? Lorenzo Genovese. Johnny Castaway, who said try harder, guys. I think that you should check my ask games in the past. I figured I would go a little easy this time. Uh, The Rosa Show, who also thought this was a pretty easy one. You're not going to like the one I have in two weeks set up. Last, Lundholm, and Jamie O'Halloran. So, good job everybody who got that right. The question for this week for the panel. We're going to keep along with the Royal Rumble theme going on. Who had the most eliminations in a single Royal Rumble? Kane. Kane. Alright, so that's a very easy one, of course, and I'm going to give you guys another easy one this week next week's gonna be a lot harder though how many eliminations did Kane have and in which year was it that he broke this record so if you guys have any idea what that question's answer is go ahead leave a comment or send a tweet and I'll tell you next week who got it right and who got it wrong but this is a pretty easy one so you guys should be able to get this we're gonna roll along here in part two with the hot tags of the week And then we're going to finish everything else out from part three on Onward. Welcome back, everybody. We're on part two of episode 113 here of Smack Talk. And it's time to talk about the weekly hot tag topics. Mostly dealing with uh, some stuff that's happened basically just yesterday or today. Uh, Before the past couple of days, we really didn't have much going on. And then, bang, we just got hit with a bunch of different stuff. We will talk about WWE Network stuff later on. We're not going to do that in the hot tags right now. Uh, One thing I want to talk about is a pretty big deal for one person, but not a big deal for a lot of other people. Caitlyn leaves WWE. Supposedly, she has left on her own terms, which I guess you could kind of assume she just wanted to do some other stuff, and she kind of realized that WWE wasn't going to really be going anywhere for her. But uh, there's no real true story of what's going on yet, so it's all speculation right now. What do you guys think? Are you going to miss Caitlyn or good riddance? Caden. Nah
1: nah, nah 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 no seriously. Um Caitlin I liked her on that one season of NXT where she came in. I like the dynamic that she and AJ has had together throughout the years. But man, she just has not worked out to anything particularly special. I guess she could have been fine as another face, but when they gave her that Divas title last year, I honestly think that was the single worst Divas Championship run in the history of that belt. Ever. Even worse than Jillian Hall, disgusting. Even worse than Jillian Hall. Jillian Hall, I think at least made people laugh every once in a while, or at least got something out of people. Caitlin, she was never on TV. She had nobody else to wrestle throughout that whole time until they finally put her with AJ, which she gave the belt to. It was just a completely worthless and truly a low point for that division. So I I honestly cannot say that I'm going to miss her too much. I do wish her well. I mean, I don't want anything bad to happen to the girl as far as i know she's a very kind lady and she's very sweet to everyone she's ever encountered but as far as wrestling she wants to pursue something else and i think that's going to work out better for everybody
0: drew
3: um not gonna miss it very much i think peyton hit everything on the head but the one thing everyone's gonna miss is her wreck and that's about it <laughs> <laughs> just just go ahead and get the mouse out of the box sir. just go ahead and say that
2: sean we're on about the generic Trish Stratus, yeah? <laughs> nah, no, I'm not going to miss her.
0: You know, I'm not really going to miss her either. Um, yeah, Peyton pretty much covered it all. Uh, she is somebody who, I guess, if she's like a big fish in a small pond kind of a thing, she doesn't seem that bad, but she really wasn't given that much to offer. Uh, not really good in the ring, not really good on the mic, no real character. She was just kind of there. And they can find other people. She can be replaced. It's not somebody who, oh my god, she's going to leave such a big hole in the division or something like that. She really wasn't doing anything ever since she lost the title. And even when she won the title, it didn't mean damn thing. So, you know, best of luck in future endeavors, as they say. Another person leaving wrestling entirely, though, not just TNA, WWE, whatever, is Matt Morgan. He's going to be a regional manager for some, quote, big-time medical device company. Not sure what that is. And he's got a newborn son, so it makes sense, but he has said that he's not fully retiring, he's just basically leaving, and he might do some independent dates and stuff like that. Which, hey, you know what, he's not you know, in his prime as much as he says he is, and it doesn't seem like he's really going to end up having that much of a career, more than he's already had, so makes sense, yeah. Uh, to pull a Ted DiBiase or something like that. If you've got other avenues out there and you can do those instead, and you don't have to beat yourself up all the time, why not? Payton, keep it going around in the same circle. What do you think about Matt Morgan?
1: Uh, I didn't even know any of this, and I really couldn't couldn't even care less. <laughs> I thought you were going to start with Nana Nana. <laughs> No, I, good, good for him. You know, if he, uh, I know this is a guy who has always looked into doing other things. He did a commercial at one point for that insurance company. So, you know, he's, uh, he's got goals, I guess, and that's cool. So good for him. I, I was another guy I was never a very big fan of, both not in the WWE or in TNA. So whatever. The only,
3: the only thing I remember Matt Morgan from is when he was Carlito's bodyguard in like 2005. And besides of that, I do not remember anything. So, uh, uh. Good good for him, and uh, hopefully he enjoys being a part of Life Alert, if if that's what I'm thinking.
2: Sean? <laughs> I thought the DNA of TNA left ages ago. He I thought he retired have, like two years ago, didn't
0: he? I don't remember the last time that he was on TNA, but then again, when was the last time I watched TNA? So it's kind of a exactly. bad Exactly. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I don't think he, that he had any chance of going back to WWE, and he probably just realized it and said, you know what, TNA's a sinking ship, and screw it, I'll I have to find some other way. Uh, speaking of a big guy, Ryback gives Dolph Ziggler a concussion on superstars by giving him another botched clothesline. So that's, what, two concussions now, and maybe two or three other things that Ryback has almost hurt people with. He did that thing with The Miz or whatever it was. Where he didn't catch him, or um, you know, he's he's injured people. He's been really reckless. A lot of people have said that he's bad to work with in the ring. And now Ziggler again has a concussion, and then supposedly this one's even worse than uh, than the last one.
1: The secondary ones usually are.
0: Yeah, so that's really looking bad for Dolph Ziggler, not only because of the concussion thing, but it's also right now, right at the Royal Rumble, gearing up to WrestleMania. If you don't get back real soon, you're not going to have a match at WrestleMania.
1: I didn't think he was going to anyway.
0: I thought that he was going to have some kind of a part, some kind of multi-man match or something like that, but now, I mean, it all depends on what happens with the concussion, and... I wouldn't be surprised if we had Ryback on that list of people that could feature Endeavor by the end of the year. What do you think, Peyton? Uh,
1: frankly, actually, I thought Ryback was going to have a banner year. I thought this was going to be where he finished paying his dues and probably post-WrestleMania, maybe they'll give him another chance. And finally now, after he's worked his character out and he's finally figured things, he might actually stand a shot at floating, but... If if this is true, and if this is solely blamed on him, it isn't just some random mistake that happened during a match, then yeah, this, this could spell big problems for Ryback.
0: And he's not going to make up for it with any kind of horse-faced Lillian Garcia jokes either. Uh,
1: I, I wouldn't count on it considering I don't think he actually wrote that joke. No, because um,
0: his delivery was very awkward.
1: Well, I thought it was great. I thought it was perfect for him. Really? I thought the way he said it was great. Yeah, and then the goofy face he made with his big ears. I the it.
0: laugh <laughs> afterward. <laughs> <laughs> Drew, your thoughts on Ziggler's concussion?
3: Ah, oh, dude. You know, I, Ziggler is starting to become a sinking ship as well, and honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if maybe they take they take him off TV at one point this year. And just you know, he, I think he has a better chance of being on the future's endeavors list, and maybe uh, Ryback at this point because he's just doing nothing right now, and I think it's unfortunate. But Ryback is a cryback, as we all know, and I do think he is
2: uh, bad. <laughs> Sean, I'm gonna see Ryback in as the, the next TNA champion. So, yeah, good luck right back in the future. TNA's going to exist by then? Probably not. <laughs> It'll probably be Ring of Honor.
0: They're going to sell the belt to him. They're going to be like, please, <laughs> we, need, we need the extra 20 bucks. No, uh, but you will champ. Let's backtrack a little bit instead of talking about the superstar's injury. Uh, two things from old school Raw that I wanted to mention because I wasn't able to do the Raw post show this week uh, Jerry Lawler's hospitalization. And Jake the Snake returning. Uh, One thing, awesome. One thing, obviously, really bad. As far as I know, they haven't really said too much more about Jerry Lawler's situation since Raw. But they were kind of hawking that for a WWE app kind of thing. (laughs) It's very awkward. If you want to check the status of whether or not Jerry Lawler is still alive, go to the WWE app. Like, Jesus God. But... As much as Jerry Lawler goes into the hospital, we see Jake the Snake looking considerably better. He looked pretty damn good on Raw, and uh, that's always a really good thing. I thought that was actually pretty cool. Your thoughts on that, Peyton? Those two things?
1: Uh, Well, the Jerry Lawler thing first got exposed through Scoop, Scoop, Scoops, and everyone was blowing up about it, making it like Jerry Lawler had another heart attack, and everybody should be worried. It ended up being nothing that's too big of a deal, and he ended up going back to the arena, hanging out with the guys in the back, which... I think worked out for the better for everyone. I think we're all happy not to see Jerry Lawler on the booth. But it's it's a sad state of affairs when he's still having these problems. And I wonder if he's been taking care of himself since that heart attack. I know he has wrestled at least one match since then. Um, and I imagine he probably hasn't altered his diet too much later – too much either. So I hope Jerry Lawler – takes this as another sign that you know he's he's not a young man anymore he's got to start taking care of that by a little bit more and maybe he should also slow down as far as his in-ring stuff um and for that matter please stay off the commentary booth because jb and jbl and cole are just so so perfect with each other and uh shit what was the other thing take the snake Oh, Jake, a snake. So you almost forget because they just threw it out at the end of the show and he didn't really do anything too memorable. He awkwardly pushed a snake in front of Dean Ambrose's face and then it went off the <laughs> air. Um, I think it's absolutely fantastic that Jake is back in the family. I think they could have done a bigger thing to reveal it. Maybe like do um, a Miz TV and have DDP out and then have DDP introduce Jake and have him come out and have it be a really big, happy moment. But, you know still still super awesome I and mean, when it happened i was sitting there the end the match had ended whatever it was at the main event of raw and all of a sudden jake's music just hits and my jaw dropped and just stayed dropped the entire time he was walking out i had company over and they're like who's this guy and i just like completely didn't even answer i'm just sitting there with my jaw gape like oh my goodness <laughs> and michael cole said it perfectly i feel like i've just seen a ghost and that was exactly <laughs> what that moment was like
0: yeah, i was pretty much like falling asleep at that point because i had been up for about 36 hours or something and you know, that match was just kinda of boring to me. I wasn't really into it. But then I start hearing like and I'm like, No, this ain't fucking Jake the Snake. And that woke me up just enough to be like, that's fucking Jake the Snake. Like Pretty cool. Alright, I'm going to bed now. Like, what did you think about that, uh and the Jerry Lawler thing too, Drew?
3: Um okay, I'm gonna start the Jerry Lawler thing, you know. Mike Since he always goes first, he hits it right on the head again. You know, you just got to start questioning the whole, like, uh, Jerry Lawler, like, the way he keeps himself up and stuff. You know, I hope for the best of him. You know, hopefully this isn't a continuous issue. But moving on to the Jake the Snake thing, I am considerably younger than everyone else here, so I didn't really watch Jake the Snake. And from what you guys told me, what I've later looked up later on... Um, he has been in really bad conditions you know at one point some say he could have died at any point and they wouldn't be surprised so just see just the fact that I've got to got to finally see him in the ring you know something because he to me I've always considered him one of those guys that would be awesome if he would have came back around from what I've seen from previous videos I think it was awesome the way he came back you know. You know, you know, Mike wasn't like, didn't say it was like the best moment or best segment ever, but I thought it was a pretty good way to introduce him at least back into WWE. And hopefully, you know, they, they he keeps on the right track and that, uh, you know, we can see more of him in the future.
2: John? Glad Jerry's okay. Jerry, retire whilst you still get your health. And um, glad to see Jake the Snake back to being back to full health. And DDP needs a certificate or a medal. Yeah,
0: for pulling that off. That, the next thing is, when are we going to see Scott Hall? <laughs> this is a good chip. <laughs>
1: uh, probably when his kid is ready to start making appearances.
0: At least not for a couple months, I would think.
1: Well, from know. what I'm noticing, Scott Hall, anything he's doing, he's making very sure to not make it about him anytime he gets signed on for an appearance it's always under the condition that his kid is going to come with him and once he gets there he's always like yeah yeah i'm great and all oh, look look my son here he wants to wrestle too
0: Hmm. Yeah, good for him hopefully he'll have uh, the same kind of an outlook and he'll end up popping up on wwe sooner than later so tell us what you guys think about all these kind of topics that we just ran down we're going to take a little bit of a break with the rest hold and then we're going to start talking about all the Royal Rumble stuff and WWE Network in Parts 4 and 5. Before we get into the main event of the night, instead of having a bathroom break, we take a little bit of a breather and do a rest hold. And for that part of the program, we knock out the promotional material that I have going on with a mango tree related stuff, and we scramble around some other quick segments going on. The first thing to take care of is the Bleacher Report card. For those interested in knowing what I've written this week for that website, there are two articles that both kind of dealt with the new year, WWE's Cheap Pop and Cheap Heat for 2013, and some funny New Year's resolutions for the WWE Superstars in 2014. You can find a link to those two posts on the YouTube description below, the Facebook and Twitter accounts, SmartOutMoment.com's homepage, and of course by searching on Bleacher Report itself. The YouTube comment of the week goes to Josh Best in the World One for his comment. Wow, Payton should make a single between this outro and the Bo Dallas one. Don't stop believing, by the way. This markout moment could be having a millionaire as a guest. I agree. And for those who don't know, Payton does have some experience with music. He had a band, and you can check all that kind of stuff out by looking at all the things that he plugs, uh, Mr. Payton on Twitter and everything else like that. So if you have a funny comment, insightful commentary, or anything else for that matter, keep sending in those comments, everybody, and tell us to smart your words. The first mailbag of the year is coming up on the next episode of Smack Talk, so if you have any questions that you want to ask us to get to know us better, or whatever it may be, make sure you send in those, and likewise, we'll make sure to answer them. Just use that contact form on www.smarkoutmoment.com, and it'll go straight to me. Remember the Sign Me Up initiative, if you bring a sign that says Smark Out Moment to any kind of wrestling event and send a picture or a video of it to me, I will feature it on the website, and on the next episode of Smack Talk. If you're a fan of things like video games, movies, comic books, and other things that are geeky, FanboysAnonymous.com is the place that you guys want to go. Nearly everybody who's a part of the Smarkout Moment team actually does write for Fanboys Anonymous as well. So if you guys are interested in checking out what those guys have to say for all those topics instead of just wrestling-related things, we are also going to be doing the YouTube channel relaunch that I've mentioned multiple times on Friday with the new episode of the Group Meeting Podcast where we're going to talk about our New Year's resolutions as far as geeks go and a look forward to what's coming our way in 2014 for geeks Every subscription helps, so if you guys have, can subscribe to youtube.com fanboysanon, A-N-O-N, tell your friends, share the Facebook page, so on and so forth, A Mango Tree will grow a whole lot more. And finally, if you're interested in becoming a contributor to Smark Out Moment and joining the writing team for the website, I'm always looking for more people to help cover all the things that I don't have the time necessarily to do, so that covers everything from live TV show results, recaps for all those kind of TV shows, breaking news, a bunch of editorial segments and everything else that we do here on Smack Talk and regularly on Smart Out Moment. So if that's something that you or someone you know might be interested in doing, go ahead, send me an email using that same contact form as the monthly mailbag, and I'll fill you in on everything else you need to know. For now, break time's over with. Let's get back to work in part four with Busted Open. Welcome back, everybody. The rest hold is over with. Let's start talking about the Busted Open segment for this evening. And if you don't know what this segment is about, essentially we take a topic of some kind of a question and we try to examine it from all the angles and figure out the true answer behind it. The last one that we did, actually the first one that we had done, was trying to figure out, is SummerSlam really the number two pay-per-view of the year, or is there another pay-per-view like the Royal Rumble, Money in the Bank, or any of that that surpasses it? and becomes the secondary one to WrestleMania, this one is Royal Rumble-themed. Now that WWE has gone ahead and unified the titles, there's a big change from what we've been used to for the past couple of years. They used to have, originally, the Royal Rumble meant nothing. It was just another thing. You just won the Royal Rumble. Kind of like you won the King of the Ring. You didn't get anything out of it. Then eventually, we got to the point where Ric Flair ended up winning the 1992 Royal Rumble, and that was for the WWE or the WWF championship that was vacated at the time. The year afterward, we had in uh, 1993, Yokozuna won, and the winner would receive a title shot for the WWF championship at WrestleMania. From then on in, they kept that tradition, and the winner of the Royal Rumble always had a title shot at WrestleMania. Now, With the brand split and the creation of the secondary title, the World Heavyweight Championship, eventually we got to a point where the champion, or not the champion, the winner of the Royal Rumble could pick which champion they wanted to face at WrestleMania. Now we don't have that option anymore. We're going back to the old rule. The winner of the Royal Rumble automatically faces the WWE World Heavyweight Champion. And the question that we're posing for this episode of Busted Open, which is better when they had a chance where they could pick between the two, or is it better that there's just one challenger and there's just one championship and that is it? So before I give my point of view, I spat out a whole bunch of stuff on smartoutmoment.com already. I want to get your opinions and let's keep the same circle going. Peyton, what do you think? Should the champion have just, should there just be the one champion that you fight at WrestleMania or should there be two?
1: Oh my gosh. Well, you can't really answer something like this without saying what system you think should have in general. I mean, should there be one champion or two champions? Um, if you're talking about this moment specifically, I have to say there was something kind of cool about the night after WrestleMania of having a guy coming out and calling out all your champions and having them stand in the ring. I think my absolute favorite was in 2007 when The Undertaker won. He came out to the ring and they brought out all three champions. And I, I might have one of these wrong. I believe it was John Cena was WWE, Batista was World Heavyweight, and Bobby Lashley was the ECW champion. They had all three of them out there at that point. Um, and Undertaker went back and forth, looking each one of them face to face. And first he went into the John Cena's face, and he went into Bobby Lashley's face, and he went to Batista's face, and he went to back to Bobby Lashley. But before he got back to Bobby Lashley, he jumped right back into Batista's face and crossed his throat, like giving him the your dead symbol. Oh my gosh, it was so powerful and really made me even more excited for that match. That If you had told me any other way that I was seeing Batista face The Undertaker... I probably wouldn't have gotten too excited for it. I know now everybody's excited about Batista, but at the time it was very overdose on Batista. I was not excited for him. So when you're talking about that moment specifically, it is kind of cool other than just having the Royal Rumble winner win. And you know what they're doing at WrestleMania suddenly, but I don't think it's worth it over having to have two champions for the rest of the year. And that's a whole nother can of worms that we're going to debate. I'm sure someday, and we probably have multiple times on the show, but keep it the one. If they want to do something where they want to have a choice, maybe give them a different choice. Why not let them decide between going for the World Heavyweight title, the WWE World Heavyweight, or the frick it's called these days, or challenging The Undertaker? Those are your choices. Because at this point, facing The Undertaker at WrestleMania and beating the streak is much, much bigger deal than getting the title.
0: One of the things that I mentioned too, and I don't know if you uh, would agree with this or not, but you brought up the idea of having some other alternate uh, potential choice. I figured what if you made it to where you can challenge for any championship, period. That would be a way that if there is for some reason, and I don't really necessarily see that this would ever happen, but if there's a a reason why you would want to have something else for the WWE title shot... Make somebody win it and challenge for the Intercontinental title. Then, bang, that Intercontinental title means it considerably more. Because they're like, you know what? I could be challenging for the WWE title, the US title, whatever. I want that belt. That could be something maybe to play around with in the future. I don't know. I've still been saying if we go back to just the one Money in the Bank and we don't have one for each title, that's what that should be, too. So mm. Maybe not do that for both of them. Maybe only do it for Money in the Bank. That would be a little bit better, I think but possibility. I got a bunch of things that I had written down for positive and negatives, but I want to see which different things uh, everybody brings up here. Sean, what do you think? Is it better to have the choice or just automatically know who they're going to end up facing? Uh,
2: Personally, um, I I preferred it when there was a choice because you didn't know which person you were going to get at WrestleMania. Bloody blah, blah, blah. Now it's set in stone. So say like, I don't know, Big Show wins, then you know the main event is going to be the Big Show versus Randy. Or on a fucking WrestleMania, nobody wants to see that. Whereas, if you have the choice, then you're going to tune in for Raw to find out who the winner of the Royal Rumble is going to pick.
1: Well, and I, I don't want to interrupt you, Sean, but just one thing you'll have to consider that's different today that they didn't have years ago is that we have a very big uh, side trip on the way to WrestleMania between Royal Rumble called the Elimination Chamber. So things could still be shaken up in between whoever your winner is and when we get to Mania. That's, oh, actually, a good point.
0: that's actually one of my things that I have down as a negative. Because in my mind, the Elimination Chamber was best when we had two of them where... The champion who had been challenged already, say it was the WWE champion, they had to go through the other competitors in the Elimination Chamber to earn the right to defend it at WrestleMania, which I think is really a good idea because it's kind of like you know that these two are two of the top guys because the champion went through the Elimination Chamber to earn the right and the challenger went through the Royal Rumble to earn the right. So that made a lot of sense to me. And then the other one was try to figure out who challenges the other champion. I really liked that idea, which now we can't do that anymore. So we're only going to have the one Elimination Chamber. And it's going to be a title defense, too, because you're not going to have a number one contenders match if you already had the Royal Rumble. It defeats the purpose of it. But the only two options to have there for the Elimination Chamber match is either the champion retains, which in a certain situation, you'd be like, oh, well, obviously Randy Orton's going to retain or something like that which kind of, I don't know, make, makes it seem kind of boring when you know that the champion's just going to end up retaining him or whatever. Or, the worse option, they switched the title right before WrestleMania. I personally hate that. And it's kind of like lose-lose. Either you go, well, I already know what was going to happen, so I have no investment in Elimination Chamber, or, fuck, they changed it right now, and we're going to have to rush for WrestleMania. What do you think about that? Because I, I don't know, I, that... To me, it's more of a drawback than a benefit. Peyton,
1: I, I consider it a benefit because it just makes things that much more unpredictable. Um, when you had two titles, it was just kind of like a cluster when you're trying to figure out both matches for that, because then you would be having the two elimination chambers and it, it made too much unpredictable. I think now it's a little bit more controlled. Um, What I would actually think would be kind of cool, and um, they did this before there even was Elimination Chamber, they did something very similar in 1996 when Shawn Michaels won the Royal Rumble, and pretty much everyone thought that he was set to face uh, Bret Hart at the WrestleMania. However, before he could get there, they both had a matchup at, uh, I'm sorry, no, he was supposed to face Diesel, I think was champion at the time, but along the way... Along the way, they had uh, an In Your House in February. I believe it was called In Your House Rage in a Cage. And both Shawn Michaels and Bret Hart had to go through a steel cage match putting their WrestleMania match on the line. So Shawn Michaels putting his number one contendership on the line, I believe it was against Owen Hart, and Bret Hart putting his WWF title on the line against Diesel. And once again, it made an air of unpredictability of what you might see coming up at the next pay-per-view.
0: What do you think about the... Well, the overall idea to your answer to the question, and then the, the elimination chamber points and stuff, Drew.
3: Okay, so I'm I'm, I'm I've said this about a thousand times on the show, but I'm younger than everyone, so please keep that in consideration. So, anyways, um, I've. This, so this is this going to be like the first uh, Royal Rumble where I see where it's only one championship to like just determine the outcome? Like, hey, if you win, you face the WWE heavyweight championship, which I think is a super name. But anyways, and I'm not really a fan yet of the whole one championship thing. But just the whole idea of just – I'm just used to the two championship thing. So – and it's just – that just makes it more unpredictable. I, I've, I've always thought it was interesting because whenever someone won the Royal Rumble, it's like, oh, man – who are they going to challenge? Who are they going to challenge? And I thought ever since the Crispin Wall one where he went to Raw, the challenge, the heavyweight champion, uh, Triple H at the time, I thought that was interesting. Then when they did it to Batista the year after, I thought it was even more interesting. But now it's kind of like uh, you know what's going to happen. You know what's going to challenge. But anyways, but when, but when, by the time they get to the Elimination Chamber, I think it makes the Elimination Chamber name pointless because I, I hate how they have – uh, a pay-per-view named after something that they're only going to use it for one match, and now it's like that for Money in the Bank as well. If they don't make the Divas Money in the Bank ladder match, oh, which God. I really, hope, which I hope they don't. <laughs> That'll be. But I feel like they
0: would. But... Can you imagine the injuries in that match? Or would <laughs> like having a match with <laughs> the former Sin Cara. just all Sin Cara matches?
3: But it's I don't know. I just. I, they would have to come up with a, another Elimination Chamber match to me because I, I, last year they only had one. But I just don't like how you, you're giving a name to something that you'd only want to use once. So if they were to do this, I think they just just give it to the Elimination Chamber pay-per-view, name it something else, and just put the Elimination Chamber somewhere just on a different pay-per-view, kind of like what they did before the Elimination Chamber. They had it on New Year's Revolution, uh, SummerSlam, and other pay-per-views. So in other words... I. Don't like it being because I'm not used to change and I don't like change.
0: <laughs> now, another point that is a little bit of a 50-50 here. There's a, a benefit and a drawback. When it comes to the winner of the Royal Rumble, now that we have only that one championship that we can have somebody challenge for, that means the credibility goes up because by default this is almost guaranteed to be the main event of the night we've had wwe championship matches that weren't a main event but the likelihood that that title being that one title now isn't going to be the main event is very slim i mean there's not many matches that can go on after that we already did the rock and john cena we've already done the undertaker and everybody like that the undertaker is really the only one who could end up having a match other than that unless you have triple h in a big match where you know they're never going to put brock lesnar at the end of it they're never going to put uh you know, when they have like this Bray Wyatt thing, if they do have Bray Wyatt against John Cena, that's not going to be the main event of the night over the WWE title match or anything like that. So if you're almost guaranteed the actual main event spot, that's silences the criticism that people had in the past where the World Heavyweight Champion was the one that they would challenge and it would be the first match of the night or something like that. So that's a benefit. But the downside to it is because it's in that spot, we're back into a situation again where there's going to be more repetition. Only the main eventers are going to win the Royal Rumble. Look at what happened with Stone Cold Steve Austin. He won three, but he essentially won four because of the McMahon one. Are people going to really sit there and want to watch John Cena be a five-time Royal Rumble winner? Yeah. I don't know. I think that, that's JK. going to complain people. Like the, the people like the Daniel Bryans and the Dolph Zigglers and stuff, even somebody like Roman Reigns, okay. he's going to have so much harder of a time now to win the Royal Rumble.
3: I don't think Ziggler really ever had a shot, especially now of winning the Royal Rumble. But, you know, I think – I feel like Daniel Bryan is such a big name now. I think that they'll eventually – if he, like, keeps up, like, the level that he's performing at and he stays as over as he is now, I think down the line somewhere he has a chance of winning uh, Royal Rumble. But, you know, you're right. You know, there's a chance that they might have, like, the John Cena's and the Orton's win again. But, you know, it's it's just something that you just kind of have to throw to the side and just – Unless unless they make a, someone have a big push at a round a rumble, you just got to get over it and just move on.
0: Now I think could it, see, I could see this being a, more of a benefit than a, a drawback for you, Peyton. Right? You think it's a, it'll boost the credibility more than it will um, be a problem with the repetition?
1: Hmm. Yeah, I, I don't know. That's 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 weird. I definitely don't want to see John Cena as a five-time Royal Rumble. I mean, I remember being at the Garden at Royal Rumble 2008. And let me tell you, people flipped out for the surprise return of John Cena. But about five minutes later, when it settled <laughs> in, like, uh-oh, John Cena's <laughs> going to win this. People were no longer happy.
0: I'm like, yeah! <laughs> yeah, that,
1: that's exactly what it was like. I've never heard John Cena get such a loud reaction and then suddenly fall right down into being the most hated man in the building. It was phenomenal. They're <laughs> all waiting
0: for number 31 to come out.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, and then he won it again last year. So I, I would not expect him to win it again. Matter of fact, I, I think the next number of years, they need to do truly fresh people. Um, the last person we saw that I think was, well, I guess we had Seamus too. Seamus and Alberto Del Rio were both new people. I want to continue that trend. I, w- I want to see new people going up there. I mean, all the older guys that they have right now have already done so much. There's no one that's like an accredited guy. Who needs to go ahead and win the Rumble. Mysterio's won the Rumble. Big Show's kind of won a Rumble. Cena's won two Rumbles. Orton's won a Rumble. I guess Punk could, but still, I'd rather see it go to someone else.
0: Maybe um, you could stretch it with Jericho, but nah, he's not a, a regular. Not at,
1: th- not at this point. No.
3: i like to say something really quickly, but uh, the, no the, but here's the thing. When uh, Sheamus and Alberto Del Rio won the Rumble, where did they place on the WrestleMania card? One of, one of them was the opener that lasted 17 seconds. The other one was a mid-card match. So th- th- there's just mid-card guys winning it. I don't think it's that big of a deal if the people like them don't end up winning it again. Because I don't think they would be – eventually down the line, they're going to have to actually build people up through the Rumble eventually. But I think right now it's just kind of okay where the way it is if they're going to keep it this way.
0: What do you think about that, Sean? Do you think this is going to be more of a problem or are you kind of excited to see uh, only the big stars win it again?
2: I want the Rumble to build um, careers like i don't like give like give fandango a royal rumble win just not repetitive fuck that shit <laughs> give him 10 royal rumble wins yeah give fandango 10 yeah fuck it i'll be happy with that
0: <laughs> royal rumble 2024 it's like fandango is still the number 1 <laughs> <place>. <laughs> Yeah, my favorite thing when it comes to the Royal Rumble is basically that 1996 kind of mentality. The 1997 one to an extent, even though that was a horrible, horrible fucking Royal Rumble. uh, I like it best when that new guy who's never won the championship wins. Specifically at Babyface, too. A Babyface wins the Royal Rumble, he challenges a heel champion, he beats him at WrestleMania. Everybody goes nuts because we have a new babyface champion for the first time you know the end of the night all the streamers come down Good night, everybody we're gonna come back on Raw and celebrate tomorrow like that's my favorite type of thing I would do that fucking almost every single year and people would be like Jesus Christ Tony is so goddamn repetitive <laughs> but I would just be like but I like it I like that same story over and over again
3: when was the last time a heel won the rumble uh
0: Del Rio I yeah. think oh, it was Del Rio
3: yes yeah okay. okay I forgot about him I was just trying to think in my head
0: yeah, because Sheamus was a babyface. Uh, was
3: Orton a babyface when he won?
0: Nah, he was a heel. And that was okay. 2009. And Del Rio won in, what was it, 2011?
3: Eleven. Edge won in 2010,
1: right? Yeah, I think so. Hopefully. Hopefully we're doing our math right. No, Edge was 2009.
0: Del Rio was 2010. Wait, when was Orton
1: then? Orton was, uh, Orton was 2009. So I guess Edge was 2010. I'm sorry. Because Cena was 2008, so it had to have been 2009 for Orton. Never mind. <laughs> well, or wait, no, was Edge 2009 and Orton was 2010. I'm so confused. Oh, Let's my gosh. up my <laughs> uh, right, Okay, what are we got here? I've been Edge spending too much time 20... in Colorado. I'm sorry.
0: <laughs> Orton was 2009, Edge was 2010, Del Rio 2011, Sheamus, 2012, and John Cena last year. So I it went. This year. The, the, yes. the last deal was. Uh, Del Rio, and then we kind of had a heel babyface with Edge before that, and Orton heel before that. So we had three kind of heels, and a lot of babyfaces, though. Going uh, back. 08, 07, 06, 05. 04. Yeah, 04. Was uh, Lesnar a babyface?
3: No, 04 04 was uh, Benoit. Yeah. I
0: think.
3: If my math is correct. Yes.
0: It's mostly a babyface kind of thing to win, but... um, but that's, that's how my favorite thing is when the babyface wins and they end up going on to beat the heel champion at WrestleMania and all that. So, if they can use that as a way to push those guys in the future and they don't get into that whole sucking down in the same few people, because, man, how much is it going to suck if we start having Royal Rumbles where Big Show wins? Or and
3: Rey Mysterio. Yeah,
0: we're well, Rey Mysterio again. Again. Like. I just really don't want to see that. So my, my eventual vote for this whole thing is if they don't do that, they can get around it and it could be a great asset to not have that choice. But I'm so hesitant to believe that WWE could do the right thing that I have to go with. It was better before with uh, two champions. You have more flexibility. You have more of a suspense for who's they going uh, who's the person going to challenge. The main event credibility might not be as good, but they still had the potential. So more of a an idea of potential versus what, whether or not they're going to fuck it up. So my vote goes to two champions. Peyton, what's your vote?
1: I am going to say with one. I mean, yes, that one moment coming out on Raw, getting a pick was a fun time. But overall, I think the decisiveness of your WrestleMania main event being the guy who battled 29 other men and survived going against the reigning champion who's held on to it going into the busiest season of the year. I think that's the money thing you got to do. And yes, you have to be wise in your choices and make sure you know you're making that money match. But that's the way I'm going to go with. I just think with everything else shifting around, I and mean, but I hate the idea of not knowing your WrestleMania main event until like three weeks beforehand that we've had in some cases with the Elimination Chamber, sometimes even less. Mm-hmm. I, I want to know what my WrestleMania main event is in January so we can get that really long, deep build going through the next couple months.
0: So they can start working on all those video packages with those sweet music.
1: Hell yeah. Let's let's get more of those uh, Limp Biz Get My Way videos, because that was the best <laughs> damn promotional video for WrestleMania ever.
0: What about Revelations? Revelations was good. I love Revelations. Drew, what's your vote? Um,
3: I'm going to go with uh, the two championship system, because one, I don't like change. And two, I don't trust WWE, because they fuck everything up, and I would not be surprised if, like, oh, we could have Fandango win. We've been building him up all year. Eh, But do we want him in the main event? No, let's give it to John Cena. He can have another (laughs) one. Maybe they can search here for him again if we do so. So, yeah. So, you got to go. It's kind of WWE logic, and it's kind of like, uh, don't trust them.
2: (laughs) Sean, two or one? Uh, I'm going to go with two for the same reason as Drew. Just don't trust the WWE, man. (laughs) Actually, what I think might happen is if they still have the two belts come WrestleMania, And they're not too sure on the guy who wins the Royal Rumble. They're going to let him pick one of the belts. Mm
0: -hmm. Like which one he wants to win. Cold,
2: yeah.
1: And and, and I hate to bring this up, but that just made me think of something else. I hated it when the Royal Rumble winner would pick who they wanted to face. And that wasn't the main event matchup for WrestleMania.
3: Oh, Sheamus, cough, cough.
1: Yeah, (sighs) Sheamus opened up the show only getting an 18-second match. Yeah, Mm. okay. Good. Oh, was it 18
0: seconds? I said 17 earlier. Oh, man. Whatever, whatever it was. Yeah, because you what? know what? As much as it makes sense that sometimes it doesn't have to be the actual main event, and I think that people blew that out of proportion to the whole, like, well, it wasn't the last match on the night. Okay, come on. like, But, but it wasn't even a marquee matchup compared right.
1: to everything else that was on the show. It was insignificant.
0: Yeah, it, there's a difference between being the uh, Flair and Savage Versus Hogan and Sid, or you're opening up the fucking card with a squash match, like that's you know. Hopefully, we won't have any that kind of thing. Uh, things happen in the future, but you never know they might still do that. That would really suck, but they might. I doubt that they will now that we only have the one championship. But why wouldn't put it past WWE? So tell us what you guys think is the better option here. We have three votes for the two championship style, one vote for the one championship style. Uh, Should they keep what they have going now and go back to the way that it used to be? Or should they go back to the way that it was last year and the past 10 years or so that it was and split the titles up or something like that? No matter how chaotic it would be, what do you think overall was the better choice that we had? And uh, we're going to roll along in the uh, fifth part here. And just give you a little bit of an update of what they said for WWE Network and our thoughts on that. Finally, we're going to wrap up this episode and talk about the announcement that just happened right before we recorded Smack Talk. We actually stopped uh, what we were going to be doing and waited until this announcement was completely over to start doing this. WWE Network. Surprise, surprise. The thing that everybody knew that they were going to be doing and they tried to keep a secret ended up being the actual thing that they did. So I don't know why they were even bothering keeping it a secret. The whole groundbreaking announcement and all that. Like, you know, what were they really going to announce other than this? Some people were thinking, oh, maybe they're going to buy TNA and so Come on. (laughs) It was a fucking matter.
1: (laughs) Is that that really that preposterous?
0: What, that they would buy TNA? Yeah. I don't think it's preposterous that they would. I just think that it's not
1: groundbreaking. Well, well, well think. Well, I mean, think about how all these things would have lined up. I mean, TNA is in a very rough spot now. There's been rumors of the Carter family wanting to get out for a number of months. Um, Stephanie has been doing all these mysterious sellings of her stock to get money. It would have made perfect sense for them to have bought it up if that had happened. You know, all all the stars too. line up for it. I still Probably think that's. Too. I still think that could be coming this year. WWE buying TNA. Unfortunately, it wasn't tonight. But we still got an excellent, excellent announcement.
0: Yeah, you, Bob. You think it might be happening this year? Uh, you know, it's a whole other discussion. <laughs> Fuck TNA. We don't need to talk about TNA. <laughs> so yeah, the WWE uh, network has been fully announced. They ran down a bunch of stuff about it. I didn't get to know all of the information because bad luck on their part. They're talking about we're going to be streaming you know, this and that and that and that and literally when they were talking about that, my YouTube stream went down.
1: Um, and I was be, just like, oh am to be Frank, Tony. I'm going to blame that either on your connection or on YouTube because I, I had a flawless stream.
3: I was watching it on uh, WWE.com and it went it went out about the time Bob was talking. So I stopped watching. I got on YouTube and I uh, just w- looked at videos until uh, now. So, yes. See
0: you. <laughs> Well, I wouldn't put a pass to being Google because Google's been having a lot of mistakes lately. But still, you know, if you put your trust in somebody like that and then they don't love the donut, it, it's kind of a disenfranchising a little bit
1: well that's the beauty of it this is going to be completely in their hands so if there is a mistake then they're going to hold responsibility but they don't have to worry about anyone else They don't have to worry about a pay-per-view provider they don't have to worry about youtube they don't have to worry about anything else but what's inside their own network
0: imagine if like the people responsible for all the the shutdowns that happen at battleground were the wwe people
1: Oh my. Goodness. and we're going to be getting
0: that that would just be so terrible
1: how would they get the people that ring of honor was using i hear they had good luck
0: what was the story with that
1: Oh, Bla- Ring of Honor was like notorious for their internet feeds going out for a long period. I think they were using GoFightLive.com, mm. and it almost became like a running joke where every month the stream would black out.
0: <laughs> well, WWE is completely against uh, the illegal streams, and they're talking about how this is something that I thought was funny during the, the beginning of this. Michelle something, I can't remember her name. My name is Michelle now, I'm thinking about it. Uh, Vince McMahon comes out, and he says, you know, we're announcing the network. Here's the, the head of some kind of a thing. And she comes out, and one of the things that she had said, which I actually literally laughed at loud at, she was like, we found out over the course of WWE doing all this research and stuff that fans love this, and fans love that, and fans are more than willing to pay for premium content or whatever. And... The joke that I made at the time was just, uh, you know, for all the people that are making the streams and all that kind of stuff, that completely could not be the truth. But what's good about this is they offer you a pretty damn good deal. Mm -hmm. And even though I might not necessarily be getting it because I'm uh, a cheapskate (laughs) and I really like – I'm hesitant to do any any things like that because of how horrible Comcast is and other networks and stuff like that. i got to wait until things kind of get tested out a little bit before I jump into stuff. But even though I might not necessarily do it, I can see the majority of people doing it. And I would not call them stupid for doing it either. I think that this is a pretty damn good deal. They're saying that it's going to be $9.99 a month and you get all of the pay-per-views including wrestlemania which was kind of 50 50 before we weren't sure and you get a whole bunch of other stuff i mean uh i guess we can kind of just break down a little bit here and there some different shows and then start talking about the network in general but um drew what do you think is like one of the the real main highlights of the shows that we're going to be getting
3: uh the pay-per-views
0: or the pay-per-views or the the other shows or anything
3: Ooh. Oh, I think the best thing uh, about this is uh, Total Divas for all the best things ever. <laughs> i just, just calm down. I'm just kidding. But, uh, you know, honestly, it's better than paying 60 bucks a month to watch a pay-per-view and sometimes 120 if they have two pay-per-views in a month. So I think the pay-per-views is actually the best thing about this. You know, someone like me who is younger and can – you, you have like all the old school stuff that they want to show as well. I think uh, going back and watching all that stuff, for the younger people especially, would be interesting to see for the younger people and maybe even those who just want to relive the moments of their youth.
0: What's the show that you
3: think
2: you're going to be most excited about? Total Divas. <laughs> uh, personally, um, I, I'm, I want to watch the Legends. Also. It looks pretty damn funny. Seeing all those legends live in one house. You know, everybody's Like every sis, who knows.
0: You didn't see the uh, the announcement about the legend sales?
3: No, I I, I came through right when uh, I think what's his name, Percy, whatever his name was, came Percy on. Percy
2: Watson. <laughs> <laughs> I missed nope. that. Part. Percy Perkins. Oh, I think per- it
3: was. Perkins. Perkins, yeah. yeah, I Percy no he came on and then like he started talking he was doing a good job and then Triple H and Shawn Michaels awkwardly came out and then he started freezing up for no reason at all such that (laughs) yeah that's what I came in at
0: well that's one of the shows they did announce uh, and they filmed it a while ago maybe like a year and a half two years ago or something
1: I'm shocked nobody's died
0: Right. That's <laughs> where they perfectly
1: look frank. I mean you get a bunch of old timers, first off and more than that, wrestlers who are known for having expiration dates at a younger age. <laughs> for them to have filmed that two years ago and taken this chance of having it sit on the shelf and for all of these guys to have survived, I think is an absolute miracle.
0: Imagine if they filmed things that were like topical at the time. And they're just going to look incredibly dated. And it's just going to make them look even older. Because it will be like, oh, look at that. They're stuck in the past. They're stuck three years ago. You, you, you
1: mean like WWE TV is anyway? <laughs> I me. mean, what, did we just get a who let the dogs joke like three weeks ago? I mean.
0: But <laughs> the Legends House, yeah, that's uh, basically going to be their version of that VH1 show. What the hell was that called? Where China was on it that one time. And Mini-Me. Uh, the... Start it with an S. Something that I love. No, it was something else. The whatever it was it was crap. But um. Oh, that's a spirit. <laughs> there's there's potential. There's also potential that it could be bad too. I mean, it all depends. If they end up going along uh, the good side of things, we can end up having a pretty fun show where the old guys just you know tell a lot of funny stories and they act like jackasses or whatever. Or they could over script it. I don't want to see that at all. If they go that way. But if they just let them be themselves and they just you know. You put Hillbilly Jim and Hacksaw and Sergeant Slaughter and Iron Sheik. Fuck, if they have Iron Sheik on there. Just let him be Iron Sheik. I'll watch that. But uh, that's one of the shows that they said that they're announcing. They also announced that we're going to have WWE Countdown, which is essentially, you know, like a top ten kind of a thing. Uh, they marketed it as top ten entrances and top ten... Uh, catchphrases, and all the other kind of stuff like that. Basically, their version of Top Rope lists and all that other kind of stuff. It's a pretty simple thing. Anybody excited about that? I'm not really, but I think it's a good idea that they should have that as a backbone kind of thing.
2: And I'm also looking forward to the back catalog of um, ECW and WCW matches. Because I didn't watch them when I was a kid, so... Oh, I, I wanted, Frack, to give huh? my,
1: wanted to give my opinion about Countdown, but... Go for oh, it.
0: <laughs> We'll, we'll um, go from one, and then, then we'll talk about the other one. Go right, for well, countdown.
1: Uh, I was going to say it seems more like it's a ripoff of the Fave Five, but that's just me. <laughs> I, I I think it could be neat only because they said there's going to be a lot of fan interaction with it and that the fans are going to get to vote with it. So if they, they really do make it a Democratic countdown and they don't just try to skew it to – push whatever agenda they have with their list that they usually do, then I think it could be a great show, but if it ends up just being another schmaltzy list like they have on WWE.com, then I'm not really going to be that interested.
0: What do you think about Countdown, Drew? Sure. Yeah, (laughs) that's a good start.
3: Sure, why not? Yes. (laughs) I kind of zoned out there, so I did not hear a single thing besides for Payton's. So, um, yeah, sure. Bay five. Bay five. (laughs)
0: You know, To go back on what Sean was saying about the the old content of ECW and WCW and all that other kind of stuff, I'm not really too interested in watching that because I kind of figure if I really, really wanted to, I would check stuff from just Googling it in the past. I mean, I've done that with old matches here and there, mostly Royal Rumbles because they're like the most fun for me to watch, but... You know, I I watched them back in the day, or I didn't watch them, and if I didn't watch them, it was for a reason. Like, I was not a big fan of ECW, and there were times where I probably could have just watched ECW, and I decided to not watch it just because I just didn't feel like seeing it, as opposed to like, oh, I'm too busy to watch it or whatever, so I'm not going to be watching any old uh, ECW, but that's obviously a really good resource for them to pull from, because... Those ECW fans, they might watch that every single day or every single minute that they can. Um, as far as the old stuff goes, the thing that I think would be cool is that Monday Night War thing that they're uh, talking about. that They're going to have a whole show dedicated to talking about the back and forth that happened between Raw and Nitro. So that is the one, out of all the retrospective stuff, that I think is really cool. Peyton and Drew... Your thoughts on those, Peyton?
1: Payton goes first. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um,
1: I, I agree with you. Um, I will enjoy being able to watch the WWE, WWE, and ECW pay-per-views. I mean, I think a uh, big thing people are saying, oh, well, I can just find and download them anywhere. Yeah, you can, but you know, you can't always just start watching them with the press of one button, and you might not be able to watch them if you you know, are just out with your cell phone. Like, I'm going to be able to watch any pay-per-view anywhere. That's phenomenal. I think that's cool. You know, if I'm just sitting, waiting, it's like, oh, just – Press play on some random pay-per-view just to pass the time while I'm sitting here in the doctor's office or um, waiting for my food to come and I'm you know whatever like it's, it's there it's cool I like that's it good point um the raw oh, excuse me the the Monday Night Wars Wars War Wars which which is it battles okay <laughs> the the Mondays <laughs> nights, the Mondays nights, nights the Mondays nights Wars show <laughs> I think that's awesome um I love the Monday Night Wars DVD that is possibly my absolute favorite dvd they've ever put out um if they can just expand on the idea they did with that and not just try to make it one-sided but show that both sides played dirty both sides had great stuff to offer at one point or another um, and if they could really pull the stops out and who they bring in for interviews i mean i wanted you to bring in guys like disco inferno and glacier <sighs> and
0: pulling out duke, all the stops duke the
1: dumpster drossy i want to see you pull out these guys you know these are the guys you don't really get to hear the opinions of what was going on at that time <laughs> <Pulling out. laughs> like, like
0: they're gonna be like you'll never guess who we got on this episode <laughs> ladies and gentlemen we have mortis
1: <laughs> hey who better than canyon <laughs>
0: So since you were uh, young at the time, Drew, are you gonna catch up on all that other kind of stuff and watch all those old episodes? Of
3: course, I'm. I'm. I'm I think I'm thinking about uh, just gonna go. I'm. I'm gonna go ahead and get the network whenever I can or whenever I, I'm not lazy. But you, you, know, I do think it's gonna be cool to go back and watch all this older stuff because I've I've never really got the chance to watch it because I was too young at the time and also. Um, my life to an extent i just don't want to take the time to find all this stuff to go back and watch so i think with the idea of what Peyton said just that i could be anywhere i want just in a quick click of the button bam watching some wcw pay-per-views and maybe a little bit of rob Van Dam on some ecw stuff you know maybe uh maybe i want some of that stuff so i'm gonna give this a drew y verified just <laughs> letting you know <laughs>
0: One other retrospective thing that I forgot to mention too, that I actually did I think was pretty cool, was the WrestleMania Rewind thing, where mm-hmm. they didn't really specify too much of what exactly it's gonna be, but from what I guess, it seems like it's more of like the Monday Night War thing as opposed to actually just you know showing the old WrestleManias because you can watch that at any time too. But uh, Triple, not Triple H, Stephanie was talking about stories with. Andre the Giant, and they kind of showed that people would be talking about what happened at WrestleMania and the stories behind the scenes and all that stuff. That, I think, is going to be pretty cool. I don't know if really there's that many stories that you could give for every single one of them, so they're going to run out of content pretty damn fast, I would assume. But hey, I mean, maybe uh, we can hear some fun stories about why certain matches end up going certain ways or you know, we were planning on doing this for WrestleMania, and then all the plans changed, and we ended up coming with this instead. Like, I think that be that might be pretty cool too.
3: Yeah, we done fucked up, so we had to change our plans. <laughs> right, That's probably just... what they'd say. You know, honestly, I think that would be that might, to me, that might be one of the coolest things they have on here, because you know, because I like, we've this is I've beaten this down like a horse by now, but uh, I'm, the, I'm young, <laughs> I didn't get to see this stuff, I want to see it. And so they better show me it. So yes, I want
0: to see it. They're going to show everybody but you. You're going to have some kind of block on your account. It's going to be you're like, oh, you're, you're too young. You can only watch things from 2005. You're be like, no, I already fucking saw this. <laughs> Thoughts on WrestleMania Rewind,
2: Sean? Um, yeah. Um, I, I was kind of yawning um, at the time you were talking, so... Um, <laughs> Yeah, uh, yeah,
1: <laughs> very informative, o- Sean. Such, yeah, such strong opinions here. Um, <laughs> I, I kind of hope this ends up once again being an expansion of another one of my favorite DVDs, The True Story of WrestleMania, Ooh. uh, which I thought was a little short. You know, I think a lot of things got rushed and they skipped over a lot of things. So maybe this won't be a super long running show, but if they make this like, um, uh, a, a say, like a 12-part miniseries or something like that, I think that could be fantastic.
3: Only 12?
1: you didn't, they well, didn't
3: have a, the damn
1: time. You don't even have to do 12. Say, okay, say it's a 30-part series, so you have <laughs> one for every WrestleMania. There you go. There yeah, go with that see,
3: way. I was actually about to say that. Why not just have one episode for every WrestleMania? You know That'd what, they probably
0: could drag it out, though, and get even more than that. Because you could have, uh, you know, she's, Stephanie was talking about being backstage with Andre the Giant. Well, that's one WrestleMania, and she could give a, a five-minute story about what happened backstage. And...
1: Oh, uh, think about it. You could do a whole episode just on the build to that WrestleMania and getting things prepared, and then have another whole episode based on the event itself.
0: Mm-hmm. You got the backstory, uh, backstage stories about the whole potential assassination rumor thing that happened with uh, WrestleMania 7, and start talking about you know, all the details behind that stuff. Did it actually happen? It's just like, uh, yes, all the, you know, the, the reports from the police, whatever that kind of stuff, you know, you could make, you could do a whole episode just about that. And certain topics, I'm sure they could be like, uh, you know, well backstage, this person said this and that's it. We have a one minute segment about it, but it's pretty good content that they could end up pulling out. Um, as far as th- where the network's going to be available, Peyton touched upon this a little bit when he said that um, you can just be waiting in line somewhere and you want to pull up an old pay per view or something like that. They said that it's going to be available on WWE app, WWE.com, uh, Xbox, PlayStation 3 and 4, Kindle, Xbox. But They actually didn't say the Xbox. No. They were saying no, like, 360.
1: They said 360, um, but if you listen to her language, she said there's another system. No, she said there's another connected system that yeah. I am not able to speak about right now. And, of course, connect, connects. Mm-hmm. you know, Xbox One, um, and, which is funny because they try to be all secretive about there. But then I go to WWE.com help, which is where they have this big fact about uh, WWE Network. And it says in there, availability on additional devices, including Xbox One and select smart TVs will follow this summer. So, so much for it being a secret.
3: Oh, so Peyton breaking down the barriers for us. Being a little mm-hmm. investigator, detective. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's two quote-unquote secrets that they had. They're like, nobody's going to know that this is the announcement of the WWE Network. Nobody knows what we're talking about. Connect.
3: <laughs> like, Duh, because everyone thought it was, they were going to say they bought TNA. Right. That's what everyone was expecting.
0: This is the same dude that last year was like, you know what's going to happen? I hear John Cena is going to fight The Rock at WrestleMania. What? <laughs> I mean, yeah, uh, you might not believe it, but... <laughs> <laughs> and uh roku what the hell is roku i don't even know what that is roku is oh, kind of like
1: a set-top entertainment box similar to an apple tv basically you hook it up to your television and it's a way to get netflix and sometimes i'll let you stream the internet pandora hulu. hulu plus all those services yeah, my friend has one, so I know what he was talking about. So you it's, beat me to the punch, paid. Ba- basically, if you have an Xbox or a PlayStation, you have absolutely no use for a Roku. But it's great for those people who don't have video game systems and they want to have something that they could put to their TV and watch Netflix and whatever else. See, And they're only like $99 now. I think you can get the latest Roku box. So it's pretty sweet. See. So, the,
0: I mean, they give you a lot of different options and they said that you can uh, use any of them once you pay for your subscription. So that's another positive. You don't have to get a subscription for each one. So that's another benefit that they had. They really thought this pretty through, uh, pretty well through when it came to giving you incentive to buy this network. And, uh, you know, as much as there's possibly some problems that could come along, they could end up having stream issues like we were joking about earlier. They could end up having content issues or whatever. Uh, I think overall, it's a pretty damn good win.
1: I think this is one of the biggest things to happen in the world of wrestling in a long, long time. Yes. And the way they announced it, this is going to be a game-changing, groundbreaking announcement, and they were not kidding. Um, and people have known about this for a long time. We got that Cine commercial almost two years ago we were talking about, and it almost got to the point where people are laughing about it, saying, yeah, this network's never coming. Well, you know what? Jokes on us! It's here, it's coming, and it's gonna be fucking amazing. I am excited about it. I'm shocked to see that there are some haters out there about it. They think it's gonna bankrupt the company. They're not gonna be able to make any money with this way because of all the revenue they think they're losing. Um, and l- let me just go ahead and clear up that whole thing. WWE will probably be making about the same money because when they go through a pay-per-view provider and you're paying that 55 bucks a month majority of that money is not even seen by wwe that's taken by the pay-per-view providers and goes to the cable companies people that aren't wwe when they're selling you this subscription service that ten dollars a month is going only into the pocket of vince mcmahon and company so if anything i think there's a possibility for them to make a significant amount more money um not just by saying they get the same amount of buys, but because it's cheaper Hopefully, we'll see less people turning to streaming and instead opting, hey, I could afford 10 bucks a month for this and deciding to get it and pay legitimately. Um, this is such a fantastic deal. One thing that I think a lot of people might not have noticed in the fine print, they're throwing $99, excuse me, 9.99 out there. That's if you get a six-month commitment. So you have to sign up for six months. I'm not sure if you have to pay for it all up front or what the deal is, but that's 60 bucks. That's less than you pay for WrestleMania alone. That's phenomenal. How can anybody argue that? No, no one's gonna argue that. people are haters. I know
3: none of us here, but you know, there's people out there who just wanna be just the other guys, you know, just they wanna go against the norm, the hipsters. You might say. There's a
1: lot of WWE haters in the world these
3: days. Oh man, yeah, called TNA fans.
0: And you know what? One of the big arguments is that people they have to just shut up about it now. Some people would be like, yeah, you know what, I would pay for it, but I don't have a TV, or yeah, but I don't have an Xbox or whatever. Or you have like 20 different ways that you can use it now. So
1: you a... can never have a TV in your entire life, and you can experience this now.
0: Right. It's great. I think it would be very awkward, though, if you ended up just using the app.
1: Well, let me tell you I mean, I was driving on my way home from work And I realized that the 9.30 time was past And I was like, oh, you know, I could just listen to my music on my iPod But why don't I just queue up the WWE app And listen to what's going on with the presentation Um, So I had the video playing on my phone Which was sitting in my little dock I wasn't watching while driving because that would be a terrible hazard But I got to have the sound going on in the background And I got to enjoy this while I was on the go And as a driver, maybe that's not the best thing to always do But let's say you're the passenger in a car in a long road That's great
0: no, I mean just on a regular basis. Like what if you're there's always like, oh man, I really wanna watch that pay-per-view and I've got WrestleMania now. Let me put my phone on the table and watch yeah. it.
1: Like, Let me invite all my friends over, we'll crowd around the coffee right. table.
2: <laughs> I, I do have something to say about the pricing in the UK. Uh, if what is it? That that's okay. Um the price for a pay-per-view, any pay-per-view, um, all, all the big ones, is fifteen pound ninety nine pence sterling. So it's gotta be underneath fifteen pounds dollars for it to work in this country. Because we get six pay per views free and I think four via Skybox office. So
0: wait, so you're actually gonna be paying more?
2: We might be paying more, yeah. Oh
0: that's, that's a
2: an exchange So they gotta work it around that in this country so
0: yeah they might do a uh, an inflation kind of switch over they might do some kind of a price adjustment or whatever like that or they might just kind of argue and say well you're getting all the other content too so oh, that's <laughs> weird i mean they didn't really talk too much about being outside of america did they they did mention you know wwe's all over the place and all that but i don't remember them saying anything about availability for a whole bunch of other countries just that it's available do you guys remember them saying anything about that
1: No.
2: Mm. They they said it was going to be available in um, places like like the UK, New Zealand, Australia, Germany. I
1: I got the question on the uh, the fact here. Beginning Monday, February 24th, WWE Network will not only be available in the United States, WWE Network is scheduled to launch in the United Kingdom, Canada, Australia, New Zealand, Singapore, Hong Kong, and the Nordics
0: by the uh, end yes. of
1: 2014, early 2015. Man, those no. people
0: in Botswana are going to be pissed. <laughs>
1: <laughs> the Nordics. That was the one that was interesting. I remember hearing him say that. The Nordics. <laughs> just The, the fact they even just called it the Nordics is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> so...
0: Overall, we're all pretty uh, excited about this. We all think it's a pretty good idea. What do you guys think? Are you going to be signing up for WWE Network? Or are you still on the fence about it? Or are you militantly against it? Either way, argue your points below. Tell us what you think. Leave those comments. And now it's time to wrap this episode up and give some plugs. Starting with Sean Walker.
2: What do you got to plug? Uh, I got a new article on the Fanboys website. Um, you should all know the address by now. And... Um, Just my Twitter, which I plug every other week. So, yeah, just check previous episodes.
0: (laughs) You're giving them homework. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yep. Look below. It's always listed in the YouTube description and everything. Drew.
3: Uh, not much, but for those of you who uh, don't know the fairboys Anonymous uh, webpage, because Sean's <laughs> too lazy to say it, it's fanboysanonymous.com. Exactly how it sounds, and exactly how it's spelled if you're the spell freaks out there. And also... <laughs> <that's>...
1: <laughs> now, why so... would anyone have a website that's spelled wrong?
3: <laughs> um, shoot. Tony, you're ruining my plugs. Quit it. <laughs> Two weeks in a row I've done that.
0: <laughs> Continue, Drew. That,
3: that's about it. That, nope, nothing of importance in my life. I'm a lonely 18-year-old boy. <laughs>
0: <laughs> this is the saddest part.
1: <laughs> Pandas. Lighten it up a little bit here. Oh, my goodness. Well, please, everyone, stay tuned to all the biz-nass that we got going on over at Mega Powers Radio. Specifically, join us every Monday night following the conclusion of Monday Night Raw on Mega Powers Radio for the NPR Raw post show. Yeah, they announced tonight that on the WWE Network, they're going to be making a Raw post show of their own. Well, you know what? We came first, and we got the Twitter name, we got the Facebook name, and we got the hashtag. It's ours. Come at me, WWE. Sue us, bitch. Please <laughs> join us for that. I can assure you it'll be a lot more fun, a lot more freeform than they got going on there. You can get involved. Sure, they might stream your tweets across the bottom. But on us, you can call in on your cellular phone or with Skype, and you can talk to us directly, make fun feed of us questions, give your comments about whatever happened on Raw or is going on in the world of wrestling. It's a blast. Join us Monday following Raw, MegapowersRadio.com, Facebook.com, slash show, and now on Twitter, at show. And
0: fuck and it, we're stealing this. Renee Young, too.
1: Oh, God. yeah. She's gonna be on the show. Woo, Can we? Really? That'd be great.
0: Yeah, I'd be for it. <laughs> Anything else?
1: Oh, that that's all for now, man. Thanks, Tony. It's a great night here.
0: Hashtag Drew Crew.
1: <laughs> oh, <laughs> I, I, I am severely behind on the Fantasy League, people. I apologize. It was a crazy holiday, but I assure you I will have that up to date before the Royal Rumble.
0: Pins a lazy sack of shit.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> all right, guys, that's going to do us in for episode 113. Big thanks for everyone on the panel this evening and thank you out there for listening. This has been another smart out moment and we're being counted out.
3: Five, two, oh, would you look into your heart and there's a thing what's true, you know there is nothing in this outro that you can't do. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, drop the beat. Now I'm looking at the whole world with different eyes. Did I keep reaching higher. Gonna touch the outro sky. Ooh. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> keep reaching outro. Keep reaching outro. Keep reaching. <laughs> keep reaching. Oh, God. <laughs> oh man oh yeah you can't hide the truth in here behind the eyes i see the fear Your dress so hot too look so strong but you're in a place that you don't belong because it's an outro you're, you don't belong